This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Five out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark and I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to a late Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, and I have two disgruntled co-hosts with me. I am Mark the Mark, sitting in studio is the glorious one, Chad Perana, and looking Thoroughly pissed off in his uh, library is the English professor. Guys, had a little bit of a family party last night. We did a little bit of singing, so you might get the old puberty mark during the show this week. Nice. I remember puberty mark. <laughs> and there's no direct address comment there. I remember puberty mark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not pissed off. I have a resting bitch face. I've been told that most of my life. I don't know what it is. I'm going to find mood. At least he combed his hair for this week's show. I did. And he's got clothes on. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I have clothes on this time, yeah. Not dressed like Billy from IWC. But he's been it, gone for a while. If we record later in the day, chances are better I'll be dressed. That's a lie. There's times that we recorded at yeah. night and you're already fuck naked. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There are times you've uh, come to my house for IWC. Oh, and I'm supposed times? to be ready. No, no, no. Times. Every yeah. time. I'm supposed to be ready to go, and I'm in my shorts. Yeah. And yeah. not gym shorts. No. I grew up with an Italian father who just was always in his underwear, so he set that example for me. Yeah, Archie Bunker. <laughs> yep. No amount of, hey, your daughter's a teenager, and my wife telling me you can't do that anymore. I, I don't know. I just, I don't care, I guess. Nice. Nice. I, uh... With my cousin coming down last night, like I said, we're recording a little bit late. I, I need you guys to come down and do this thing at one time. And when we're all in studio um, the night before, we'll just have beverages and sing. Man, I don't know. It's just a shit show. The, they, the three of them, my wife, my cousin, and my son, all worry about points. Uh, they're competing against each other on this game on Switch. And I'm in a bar drinking and singing like... Um, I don't know. I'm Elton John. I I have the most fun doing that every couple months, and they're like, "You lose every time," but you're, of course, the drunkest and having more fun because they're worrying about competing, and I'm just a complete jackass. Yeah, I love those karaoke games. Who cares about points? I'm typically a pretty competitive person, but I I don't care. I just love belting out my favorite songs. We bought a Queen edition. Last night, and it's to die for. It, it, everything, every great song. I mean, Queen. Everybody loves yeah. Queen, but man, I killed it on Bohemian Rhapsody, though. I did. Nice. That doesn't surprise me. Right, well, because that. because I'm Wayne from Wayne's World. 
party. You are on. a little Wayne shit. Uh, <clears throat> hat on backwards right now, and I uh, I'm loving this corn belters hat that I found. Well, first, yeah, he's like Chad's looking at me like, who the hell are corn belters? It's an independent baseball team. I okay, but I asked my buddy to get me this because I'm going to take it off real quick. The logo looks like a high corn cob, and it's funny that you brought Miggy a corn toy today. This is exactly what you a gave stuffed, him. A stuffed toy I get in, in a bark bark box, dog treat box or whatever, and it was a big old corn cob that you peel it off, and one of your pups has the, the, silk. the silk, and the other one has the actual corn cob. So I found this, and I forgot that I had it real quick, and... I realized, and Chad, John and I talked about this earlier this week. Um, my buddy got it, and there was a wrestler there signing autographs. So he got it signed by the Million Dollar Man. And I put it away thinking, oh, man, I can't wear this hat now, whatever. Well, I have the Million Dollar Man on the studio, okay? This hat just fits my fat-ass head perfectly. So I don't know. Will I wear it in the rain? Maybe not, but... I don't care that it's signed by the Million Dollar Man. Things like this I don't think are as worth as much as a Million Dollar Man pitcher or the Million Dollar Belt or something. Like, he signed a baseball hat. Who from the Corn Belters is going to say, oh, man, I, that hat hasn't been around in forever. I'll give you 50 bucks. Oh, the Million Dollar Man signed it? Or vice versa, what wrestling person is going to say, oh, you got the Million Dollar Man's autograph? Oh, but it's on a stupid-looking baseball hat. I'll give you... No, whatever. I'm not getting rid of it anyway. Ethan's going to have to throw it away in my grave, so... Did the Million Dollar Man care about signing a corn belter's hat? What? Did the Million Dollar Man care about signing a corn belter's hat? I wasn't there. Uh, But do you know if... Uh, Clearly not. He signed it. Yeah. Right, right. Well, no, because I know... Who's the guy that's got the barbecue place at PNC... Uh, Manny Sanguian. Somebody gave him a Mets hat. Sometimes he's there. Oh, he's uh, there a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he'll sign an autograph. But somebody gave him a Mets hat to sign. And Manny kind of gave him a like a stupid look and signed it and kind of handed it back. Wasn't really gracious about the whole thing. Was it your brother, Anthony? That would be something he would do. <laughs> no, yeah. that's a lie. No, yeah, that's, would, that's a he lie. He a Mets hat. You wouldn't own a Mets hat, first of all. No, he wouldn't. When, when I was in Germany, they'd bring uh, different sports figures and stuff over there on base to, you know, meet and greet and sign things. And they brought Rocky Blyer oh. over there. And he had all four, you know, the Super Bowl rings from the 70s. And I'm not a huge, I'm not any kind of <laughs> yeah, a fucking any kind Steelers, of Steelers fan. fan. But that's, there's just some things. He's a you know, nice fucking guy, big sports name. And this little kid goes up to him with a fucking Kansas City Chiefs football. Ugh. And he was as nice as could be about it. He was like, Chiefs, huh? Kid's like, Dad wouldn't let me get my Steelers stuff signed. His dad's an idiot, then. That's not Rocky Flyer's dad. The that's what I was dad. thinking. This Why would like, you put it on the Chiefs if you have Steelers stuff? I, I don't know. And then I go up and he's like, so, where are you from? And I was like, little town, Ridgeway. And he was like, oh, I know where that is. State, or from State College or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, are you a Steelers fan? And I was like, no, sir. He was like, okay, good. He said, you're going to you're gonna put all four of my Super Bowl rings on and take a picture with me. 
And I started laughing. Really, really nice guy. Holy shit was those, that dude's hands fucking huge. I swear his fingers that the rings were on were about half as wide as my freaking wrist. I thought you were going to say something else. No. All right. Who do you guys like tonight? Uh, Montello and uh, Pittsburgh. Well, John, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Right. But but if your knowing, not in it. knowing that they don't have a running game right now, they really do not have a running game, Buffalo can pull this off. Pittsburgh lost the monkey off their back last week, and I won knowing they weren't going to go 16-0. and Did I think they were going to go 11-0? and No, because they, they are, they're holish. And, uh, and you as my friends know what I mean. There's, there's issues with that team. They've gotten lucky with a lot of those wins. The downfall is they took that loss last week, and it could it could be something that they pick up two or three in a row before they get their shit together and make it to the playoffs. Um, not limping in, but definitely not striding in. So I don't know if that answered your question. I, I Buffalo Buffalo has a, a good chance. My heart, I want to say Pittsburgh wins, but Buffalo has a good chance. Unless Pittsburgh runs for, has one person, not five people together, unless Pittsburgh runs for more than 130, 40 yards rushing, Pitts, I, I don't want to say they don't stand a chance, but Buffalo's fucking tough. Yeah, I know. Their defense is tough. And if they got to, all they got to do is pretty much lock in on Roethlisberger. That's going to, and I'm not a Pittsburgh fan, but this is, this is going to be a tough fucking game for them. Yeah, it, it definitely isn't Washington. Oh, wait, Washington beat them. That's right. Who do you got? Are we, uh, I, I say the Steelers win. I need to get back on track. Also, my other question is, who's the top seed right now? Because if you look at the seeds, it says Kansas City's at the top, but they're number two and Pittsburgh's number one. So my guess is, theoretically right now, Pittsburgh's one, but if it stays the same then Kansas City becomes one, based on remaining opponents. Uh, no. No, no. Okay. because Kansas City's loss is in division. Or, well, no, wasn't it? It's in conference, though. It's in conference. Right. So they got an AFC loss where Pittsburgh doesn't. They have a right. non-conference, non-division loss. Oh, yeah. um, I, their Chiefs are number one right now because they're both 11-1 and one in its alphabetical order then at that time. You know, theoretically. Yeah. But if it stays the same throughout, I I would think that the Steelers would be one. Yeah. So. But let's right, we do wrestling here, right? We do do wrestling. Every so yeah. often. Every so often. And uh, we have to start the show on a, a sad note again this week as uh, we, we lost another wrestler this week. Um, and we had a question last week. I'll, I'll preface this real quick. About one of the better... Um, non-wrestlers, uh, we brought up David Arquette, we brought up, you know, people that we thought did a better job, LT, this, that, and the other thing. You guys are going to smack me. Maybe, maybe we forgot about Zeus. He did have a longer career, but he wasn't a wrestler. He, it all started with No Holds Barred, which was a fucking cinematic masterpiece, and then went on to become a real match. Um, he had a couple matches, but, uh, he passed away this week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to steal two, one of those from you, by the way. We're drinking alcohol already. Why, why not? I'm, I'm still with, on the coffee. Um, 
Yeah, he had uh, a couple well-known matches. SummerSlam 89, he teamed up with the Macho Man. Man at the time. Macho Man against Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber. Then he was at Survivor Series on the Million Dollar Man's team. And then he had the steel cage match with the Macho King against Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. Um, I think that was like a double feature. The cinematic masterpiece you just mentioned, No Holds Barred, was shown. And then they had the steel cage tag team match. I still have never, ever seen that pay-per-view. I don't know if it's available. Um, They say he was just a really nice guy. You know, he, he played the part of Zeus really well um they just needed this this big monster to no sell everything from hulk hogan and that's what he did and when he had beefcake and a bear hug you believed beefcake could handle the macho man he could handle some of those other guys but zeus was just too big and too strong and it was fun it 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 was corny 80s fluff but it was fun Outside of the ring, I don't know much about the guy, but uh, anybody that seems to have known him said he was a decent human being. The Friday movies is what I first remember him from with, what is it, Ice Cube or... Those are, those are also cinematic masterpieces. Ah, they were, they're good comedies. They were, they, were pretty, they were pretty decent, and he was in there, and he was... I, I know I've seen a lot of the traffic since his passing... A lot of the guys saying that he was a lot of fun to be around. He was somebody, you know, would have a smile on his face and then he could snap right into character and yep. everything. Uh, didn't see one bad thing about the about the man. No. Uh, the only bad thing about him is his WCW run. But oh, that, happened, that. that happened to a lot of people at that time. Yeah. That happened yeah. to a lot of people, so... Uh, that's a joke. That's, that's really a joke. He did what he had to do. Uh, he got paid a ton of money to go there, and I don't know. He was Yeti's brother or something stupid yeah. like that, right? Was he in the Tower of yeah. Doom with everybody yeah. ever that wrestled Hulk Hogan and Macho Man? Yeah. 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 So here is to Zeus, guys. Raise up your glass. Uh, rest in peace, Zeus. Um, Tiny Lister. Tiny, Tiny Lister. Lister. Yeah. yeah. Uh Last week we had a, a War Games pay-per-view, guys. We're going to just go in order this week because, goddammit, it makes chronological sense this week. It really does. Why well, jump around when we don't have the House of Pain here? Um, I'm full of them today, by the way. Listen You're to me. You're full no, of something. Shit. I really am full of shit. This is what happens when you drink until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and then actually get some sleep because you're off and you're working days this week. So I'm excited about it. Um, the Women's War Games starts and... There's a lot of action. There, I mean, it's a war games match. I'm not going to break down who comes in where, who comes in whatever. Um, what did you guys think of the women's war game match? I thought it got better. Um, you know, the for the first time that I am aware of, the good guys had the advantage. I wanted to see Dakota Kai really pay the price in the early goings when it was two on one. And that didn't really happen. I know you can't have the blood and guts and gore anymore, but I, I wanted to see her opponents just kick the crap out of her. Let, let's see some cage stuff. You don't have to bleed, but rub her face against the cage. Let's see a slingshot in the cage. I wanted to see two-on-one action. 
And I, I like Dakota Kai. I've talked about her tenacity. She tried to keep both opponents at bay. You had five minutes, I guess, right? Or was it three minutes then after that point? I'm not three, sure. Three after three. they came Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, so three. In any case, show me her trying to get away, but then show me the her opponents catching up to her and just putting a beat down on her. That's what I really want to see. I think it got better as it went on. But you have to start that match hot. And I know I'm old. There's a reason they put Dusty and Arn in there first. Um, those guys got things cooking. They really did. Seconds maybe into the match, you see a DDT and a figure four leg lock on Arn Anderson. Something to really get the crowd popping. I didn't get that out of the women's match from the from the start. It got better. Weak, weak opening, though, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, don't forget Dusty's... You know, nut shot to Arn and the first two war games. Oh my God, that got a, a bigger pop than mostly anybody today gets coming out to the ring or anything. For sure. Um, I, this was sufficient, I guess is the way to put it. Um, wow. The action, the action was good. A lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts, everything like that. I was with John. I would have liked to have seen, the good guys beating her down and it just didn't happen. But eh, that was, you know, just a, a part of it. Uh, my thing overall is they got to work all. And it, it happened in a couple of the other matches. You got to work on calling your spots. A, don't call them out loud so you can hear them on the freaking pay-per-view. It happens. I don't, I don't need to hear... Okay, ready, one, two, in the middle of the fucking pay-per-view. And I understand with the audience not being there, it's harder to block that it shit. Is. I understand that. But then you got, um, it, was it Dakota's, the one that broke her arm? No, yeah. that was Candace. Candace. Yeah. I'm sorry, Candace LeRae's down there. Well, whoever it was climbing the damn ropes, and Candace is twirling that chair around to get it in the right fucking position. And she turns it like four or five times. Yeah. And it's like, you're supposed to be fucking laying there dead while somebody's going to jump on you. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no. Oh, fuck, I got it upside down. And, and she's doing that. And then she puts it in the wrong position. It breaks her arm. And fucking snaps her arm in half. Yeah. And and they try to play it off. Oh, she's, you know, she had the chair up there and that, I forget who jumped off the I do ring on point. Oh, it was, it was to harm her. Meanwhile, Candace's fucking arm is hanging down, yeah. and she doesn't move from that point on. I, uh. I I bitched, I think, to both of you as we were watching this, because this is a gimmick match, and I'm going to steal kind of what John wrote back to me. There was way too many weapons in this match for it to be... I, I didn't need that many, and it's the same way at the, the men's one, too. So Every face, good girl, that came to the ring was underneath the ring, grabbing some... Why didn't Shotzi just grab everything that was under the ring? She comes out with a tool... Uh, no, the, the, the girl... No, the bad ones did it, right? I don't remember. No, but, Shotzi came out and pulled the fucking cricket bag yeah, out. Yeah, in a toolbox, and this, and then more. Just grab everything all at once! I Just because it's... Ah, it was just... It was too much. It was way too many you, things going on. Do you think... Okay, A, if you remember back to the first ones, the cage was 
right on tucked, yeah. tucked against the ring, so you didn't have that shit going on. A, you had the talent, and they could do didn't need that. Do you guys think that the weapon use was kind of a crutch in both? Let's say both. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, which I don't get. I don't get why. And to they go don't back need to it. Original, I don't think either. Team. They don't. They don't. I agree with you. To go back to the original war games we used to watch, nobody brought anything in. Nobody did. You just the cage was your weapon. I think the only thing I remember seeing in the original war games used was didn't Dusty or Tully have a a weight belt or yeah something well, that, it, something like that was the only thing. In a boot. Dusty in a, a, a boot. boot. Yeah, yeah Dusty boot. might take his boot. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch that and really think about it. But no, certainly not hammers and, and whatever the hell else they found under there. Those guys put the ring together and like, shit, we got to get started. Just threw everything under the ring and... Yeah. I, I guess. Um, Apparently you they played cricket beforehand, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Quick game of cricket. Um you guys mentioned Candice LeRae's injury. Didn't Dakota Kai come out of that match with an injury, though, too? I think dinged up. Uh, okay. But not, yeah. Yeah, not full-fledged broken arm like Candice. Right. Um, overall, we both agree, uh, satisfactory match to get going. Satisfactory. The big news is Raquel Gonzalez gets the win by pinning the women's world champion. And who is right on that? Yeah. This guy. Right. This Rob Van Dam thumbs. Yep. Just one. Just one. Just one. Oh, okay. Uh, next matchup is uh, Champ against Thatcher. Um, not as much as I thought was going to happen, but enough happened. Like, I liked it, but I wanted more to keep my summary quick. And we're going to get more, as we find out um, on NXT on Wednesday. This isn't over. It felt like a one and done, so I see why you would say like you felt like you wanted more because just a match and it was a clean win. I was emotionally invested in this match. I'm a huge fan of Timothy Thatcher, and they kept me guessing. And I, I haven't gotten upset at the end of a match, genuinely upset in a long time. But when the match was over, I actually said, "Damn," because I wanted Thatcher to win. These guys are great. They're both great. Um, and I think they gave us a little taste of what's to come. So you had Ron Simmons at your house Saturday night. I did. Or Sunday yeah. night. It was actually Sunday, right? Yeah. It was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Damn! Ugh. Yeah. I liked it. Um, this, you know, you, you got little teasers and stuff in their, I want to say their previous matches in that, but, uh, I was like, I don't want to say they were holding back, but I'm like, these fuckers aren't done. Ten minutes into this match, I was like, it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter how they win. They're not done. I see a 30-minute Iron Man match. Why only 30? They won't. I just... Nothing against these two, but they're not the... Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels type to take a 60. <clears throat> And when I say 30, I mean actual 30, not 13. 27. No, would it be 13? <laughs> right. 27 is a 60-minute. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, the only thing I'll add is I would love to see an Iron Man match with these guys. 
I agree. I, I think they could do 60. I don't know that fans would be into it. I think a 30-minute Iron Man would be awesome. Why can't we get an like, odd number? Like 35 minutes. 35, 45, 45, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm just being an idiot it's, And it's going to be in that... Not steel cage that pit thing or whatever they had. Oh, I still good. think it's gonna. They're gonna put them in that for their final match. Strap match: Dexter Loomis against Cameron Grimes. I hated this. <clears throat> so we were wrong about everything. We were wrong about what the women's match was going to be in terms of: is it submit or surrender? Just one fall, elimination. Um, and we were wrong about this. We thought you touched the four corners, which is why we picked Grimes to win by some sort of trickery. Um, it was okay. It told a fine story. Cameron Grimes trying to take shortcuts. Um, that didn't happen. Dexter Loomis was just too much for him. I think it ended maybe Loomis had some sort of submission and Grimes was trying to undo the strap, which makes sense. You're trying to get out of there. You're stuck. I like Cameron Grimes and what he does and, and more on him when we get to Wednesday's show. Um, this was predictable. I would have liked to have seen something different happen here. This was eh. Yeah. It's- this, was, this was an eh match. This was like your filler first bathroom break match for me. I, I agree. Uh, the triple threat match between Johnny, John's boy Ruff, and Damian Priest. But uh, we find out at the end, spoiler, that Hornswoggle. Jo- John, John's real boy, the tallest man in the universe, uh, returns. We're excited. I'm excited to get the Austin Theory jokes back. Yeah. Um, guy in a mask, right? Is this where the guys in masks yep. came out? I was looking at them, and one guy stood out, literally above all the others. Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Cause that's because he was on the ring. Uh, maybe that's why. Okay. This was this was a. I enjoyed this. This was a good triple threat match. Um, the right person won. The right person won. I like Damian Priest. I like Johnny Gargano. I'm not a fan of Leon Ruff. I like Priest doing the big man stuff to both little guys at the same time. I just feel like the the shtick with Leon Ruff not wanting to take a back seat, I get why he wants to defend his title, it just got a little old after a while. It seemed a little forced. Like, does Damian Priest really expect him to just stand aside? The guy is the champion. He's going to want to defend his belt. So I didn't get why Priest was so shocked every time this kid tried to defend his title. That's why he's there. It was a good match. Um, oh, you're you know, like you said. No, I was just like, you know, Cheeseburger Jr. played his, uh, you know, played his role well. Um, Priest, I, I didn't get the being surprised like John. But at the same token, maybe Priest had the big man attitude like, yeah, fucking little pissant. You don't, you're, you're not going to win. So just sit back and shut up. And it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Overall, though, like we said, I think Johnny having this title solidifies the title, and it's going to do more. He can defend, <clears throat> I think, against more people. Um, Ruff can go back to the line, establish something. Priest, 
we see gets shot in a cannon, which we, we've called that for a couple weeks. He needs to be in the heavyweight title match. So, all right. Uh, the men's war game match, I love the first five minutes. I loved Kyle and Pete Dunn together. Um, I, I tweeted this, and I got some slack. So those who don't look at our Twitter, um, I'm going to say it here. Maybe get some more slack. Pat McAfee is an athlete, okay? Uh, but he's not on the same caliber as Adam Cole and uh, O'Reilly or Fish or Birch or Sylvan or Vinny. He's an athlete. Yes, he played football. His spot. But, but did he really play football? He was a kicker. He was a punter. Same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, early in the match, you have seven other people walking past him to get to somebody. Punch him in the fucking face. Do something to him. Like, everybody walked past him. He was just so protected in this match that it pissed me off. And then to give him the, the big spot off of the cage, jumping into everybody, which I'm not sure everybody caught him because his landing was a little bit harder than. <laughs> just saying, I don't think everybody caught him. I think his own guy was the one that caught him. <laughs> That's the, the only fucking person that most. Him. Yeah. Um. Overall, this was a good to above average um war games match. They, they couldn't compete with last year's. Uh, they just could not compete with last year's. And I was wondering what the big spot was going to be for the ending, which the ending was cool, but uh, they just couldn't compete with last year's. Um, the Undisputed Era gets the win. Yeah, great. I, I like the match. You know, was it as good as last year's? No. Matt, the biggest problem I had with this match was McAfee being protected. Because like you said, you know, it's like he was fucking just there looking at everybody walking by. I mean, just somebody walk, just fucking punch him. Walk up, punch him, walk away. He falls down, oh, turns back around, somebody else punches him. Do something like that. Just him fucking sitting there. Right. Uh, the big splash, I kind of see that coming and giving it to him. Uh... I like the Adam Cole moment with the fire extinguisher. He's like, okay, you motherfuckers aren't going to let me in the ring. Here's the fire extinguisher. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but this match, this built to Kyle O'Reilly, um, he's going to be pushed, uh, especially now with Bobby Fish being out again for an undetermined amount of time. Um, surgery the day after to have his triceps reattached to his arm. That's a 90, at least a year. A 97% tear. Yeah. Um, Damn. So he's, and they showed they showed pictures of it, and it was like his whole bicep area was nothing but a big fucking incision. Yeah. I did see that. It was uh, disgusting. Was like, I'm like, and you hate to see that, uh, especially with him just coming off of injury not more than what? Six two, months? Two, two months ago, yeah. he came back. Um, but this just shows why the Undisputed Era is the best. Undisputed? In wrestling, it's undisputed. 
Uh, only two criticisms I have for this match was um, the pacing was very good. There were a couple of points, honestly. If I'm nitpicking, it seemed like guys ended up where they were supposed to end up. Like they just said, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be over there to go get this move done on me. There were a couple of moments like that, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, and then there was a point where all the villains were on their backs. And Mark, you and I talked about it. It's like somebody pinned somebody. But there were 15 minutes left. So I don't know if that was really supposed to happen or if they got a little ahead of the game and had to fill more time. But if you've got one entire team standing and one entire team down, somebody pinned somebody because the object is to win. Other than those two little nitpicky things, I thought this was really good. I thought Dunn and O'Reilly starting the match was a no-brainer. The, the two best workers, the two hardest workers, they got it They got it kicking, not with any huge spots, not with blasting each other's faces off the cage, but with a submission wrestling match. I thought that was brilliant. It was something different. Beyond that, it looked like a gang fight. It looked like these two gangs decided they were going to meet here and fight until one team was just done. And that's what they did. Um, very, very good match. This was a good War Games match. It's hard to live up to last year. But oh. th- this was fine. This was absolutely fine. Okay, so let's do the rate. Oh, you, Chad's got something. Oh, I'm just, you know, quick. I gotta, I know that they all listen to us and our oh. podcasts and everything. And I have to give a long overdue apology to Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Years ago, I saw one of their first matches as a tag team. It was in, in, one, at the, in Ring of Honor, um, and they came out against the Briscoes for the tag titles, and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? And Fish was Fish, not as buff as he is now. O'Reilly looked like that fucking Gumby. He was so skinny and everything. I was like, who the hell are these guys? They don't stand a chance. Well, they beat the Briscoes that night. And I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Now, roughly 10 years later, I look at it and I'm like, holy fuck, these guys are good. Bobby Fish was in an IWC Night of Superstars, one of the very first ones we went to. I believe it was the Bret Hart one, John, that we were at. Um he had a mid-card match or something. I knew of him, but I wasn't huge on him. But um, going back, you can watch that on the IWC Network for only nine ninety nine. Um, but I'm just saying, like, he showed up at IWC one time and put on it a, a pretty good match. I just didn't know much about him then. So, overall, guys, what do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with Chad. What's your out of six beers? I'm going to give it a solid four and a half. Um you know, some of the things, you know, predictability in that. I don't think anything really hurt it, but this is, it's so hard to rate it real high after seeing what was next to the first two war games, probably the best war games last year. But I'd, I'd say a solid four and a half. John? Three and a half. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher was brilliant. The War Games matches were – the women's was okay. The men's was good. I'm over all the weapons being brought in. It just – it turned into 
kind of a joke with the tables with everybody's name on it and let's bring in chairs and let's undo turnbuckles. Just fight it out. Just fight it out. It was three and a half for me. Uh, I'm going to round it all off then and be right in the middle. I'm going to go four just because I, some of the same things you guys mentioned, I just, we all have a different grading scale. Um, I really hated every weapon in the ring. I, I really did. The Loomis Grimes match did nothing for me. So that's why, uh, I'm bringing it down to a four, but a solid four then is we're rounding this off. Yeah. I mean, maybe one, if you didn't know, you'd watch again, but you know, you don't have to look for it kind of thing. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's go to Monday night before we take a break real quick, because I'm sure we can wrap this up in a couple minutes. Uh, Monday night raw as we're going down the week. Um, we get another paying respect to Pat Patterson. So it's, it's touched on now every show of WWE, which that's good. Um, just spots. What does anybody want to talk about on Monday night raw? I didn't watch a chunk of it. I wasn't home for, it. but what I did watch towards the end, I caught like the last 45 minutes. I'm a Lashley fan. I am. I, I like, uh, his style. I enjoyed his match with Jeff Hardy. Um, I like the spot where he had him outside the ring, like in a Samoan drop, but like spun his head into the ring post. I thought that was pretty vicious. And it's setting up something with uh, Matt Riddle. I I love Matt Riddle. I wish they'd give him his first name back. I know you can't stand him. I can't. Mark. My wife's a fan of his. And for all the obvious reasons, like that a casual fan would be a fan of somebody like him. She gets what he's supposed to be. That's it? That's all you want to bring about him, Raw? Uh, and then the main event, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, was just punch, kick, punch, kick, punch, kick, punch, kick. Maybe they don't want to do too much. They're saving it for a pay-per-view, which I guess you want to save the good stuff for your pay-per-view. But with everybody having the network, it's not like the old days where you want to save stuff for the pay-per-view so people will buy the pay-per-view. Most WWE fans, I would imagine, have the network anywhere. They're going to tune in. So give us something a little better than this punch-kick stuff. Um, the biggest thing I got out of that match was Bray Wyatt made an incredibly fast costume change. That was impressive. The lights went out. He's like in jeans and a sweater in his, you know, happy house getup or whatever the hell it is. Uh, happy house. It's almost as bad as Chad butchering the fucking ending every week. It's called the fun house. Fun house. All right. Sorry. Uh, they, it goes dark. It comes back and he's in his fiend outfit and he's got the mandible call. That was pretty impressive. Not a great match, though. I don't know. What else did I miss, guys? Tell me. Um... I got nothing out of this one other than uh, Keith Lee is being demoted and sent back to the performance center. A couple people are. I actually posted a. Yeah, he's he's the biggest name. Yeah, and uh, wasn't uh, uh, the female uh, regurgitation member that lost her mask is being sent back too. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Retribution. Yeah, sorry. whatever. Um, I really like the Oscar and Shayna Baszler match at the beginning. That that was good. Um, after that, we got to be about nine fifteen, maybe or so, and there was a good half an hour, thirty five minutes of let me show you what happened on SmackDown. Let me show you what happened six months ago on Raw. Let me give you a promo of somebody in the back. 
Oh, wait, that led up to this. There was just straight promos and reviews for a good half an hour. And I'm like, man, I'm always one, if you sprinkle them in to tell a story, great. But I don't have to see a review of a review of last year's review. Okay, we get it. We really do. Um, Other than that, I mean, the uh, Kofi-Shelton match wasn't bad. Then it turned into Kofi and Cedric. I love Drew and Sheamus together. I love this tag team. And I I love that they're going to have a little bit of a spit, a little bit of a feud. I'm pulling for, if anybody takes the title off of Drew... I've always liked Sheamus. I wouldn't mind it to be Sheamus to get another, you know, stroke a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, we essentially covered all of Raw a little bit, but yeah. yeah. The the Pat Pat, I'll say the one thing, the Pat Patterson tribute uh, on Raw, even though it was the third show since he had passed on, um, I actually went back and on YouTube and found everybody talking about him singing and they showed clips uh, my way at karaoke. Not bad. Yeah, he could sing. He could sing. Not as good and as he looked last like night. He, no, not as good. Not not even in the same universe, thank God. Right. Right. All right. Uh, let's wrap this segment up. We'll send it over to Collar and Elbow, where, John, I see you got your shirt on. I have my hoodie on. Uh, if you didn't listen to this week's Spotlight, we talked about some of the new shirts that are out there. They have a, a Nasty Boys one that's pretty exciting, and the, the fall-winter line has been out there. So uh, head over to CollarAndElbow.com and check it out, and you can save how much, Chad? 10%. And what's the promo code, John? Can Crushers. Capital C and Can. Capital C and Crushers. All one word. And essentially, it can save you if you if you buy enough. It, it can save you shipping, which is always nice. So here comes Al Snow, and then when we come back, we'll touch on Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday of this week's wrestling. Pretty busy week, but we'll see what else uh, really happened. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Royce ISAAC, dollar sign, and you are listening to Can Crushers. Of course, I'm doing my Can Crushers, not drinking beer. I mean the exercises. Got to get them triceps swole, baby. Keep listening. Welcome back to Can Crushers. It is I, the English professor, joining your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and Chad the Glorious Guru. Uh, This is typically where we maybe cover NXT, but uh, we're going to go to Impact Wrestling because there's a little cross-promotion action going on with Kenny Omega, AEW World Champion, appearing on Impact Wrestling. Um, 
And my sources tell me he's going to be on this week's show as well. Yeah, you got good sources. Yeah. Wow. Where I do you? have good sources. It's about time you're getting sources for this show. Stepping up. Yep. That oh, might extend his contract now. No, because he still hasn't gotten what the Australian rules tag team is yet. <laughs> and he's still not done naming tag teams that are better than Legion of Doom. And still hasn't produced any proof that he was at WrestleMania 1 I or saw whatever. him in the crowd. I saw him in the crowd. I oh, finally Okay. Got him. Thank you, Mark. You're Thank welcome. You. Um, so, yeah, Kenny Omega and Don Callis show up on Impact. And first off, this is the first Impact I've watched in a while. Um, we're not going to cover the matches or anything, but it was a great show. It really was. Uh, go back and watch it. Do. Do, do, do watch it. It, it was, I like what they did. They knew they were going to have extra people with eyes on the show. So they put on a hell of a match. And one of the, one of our favorites on Impact, um, Josh Alexander started the, the night. Um, and then there's a stupid ass referee that only wears one sleeve. Uh, he's a piece of crap. Daniel Spencer. <laughs> My God, he looks ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Uh, shout out to Daniel Spencer from OVW. I love you, buddy. Um, all right. To Kenny and Don. What did they really say, uh, Chad? Wah, 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 wah. Yep, it was a it, He was... If ever there's somebody that doesn't ever need to talk and needs a mouthpiece, it's Kenny Omega. I couldn't understand... He sounded like he was... Just fucking mush mouth, had just gotten a saddlebag feeding bag off of his face. You couldn't understand shit he was saying. And then, no, you know, I'm going to catch some shit for this one. If there is ever a human form of fucking Homer Simpson, it's Don Callis. <laughs> if you take the foreskin off, he looks like a walking dick with ears. I oh my god! But they match up so perfectly, and that and you're pissed about and it. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah, I just hate I hate Kenny Omega. Don Callis is like the irritating fucker that you hate to, and you want to see him get his ass kicked. They match up so perfectly. They should get married in Las Vegas by fucking Elvis. So all he pretty much was said is, uh, "Hey, I'm coming for some titles in Impact, maybe as well." Uh, they, they showed him changing Moxley's name off the title to his name. And he's like, oh, by the way, we're going to be on AEW tomorrow night. And he fucking... You're so no, mad at it's, me right now. It's not, it's not John Moxley. It's fucking Dean Ambrose. Did you catch that? Oh, they did mention Ambrose. And what was the other WWF uh, uh, reference that he fucking... He made. Oh, my God. I hate these two. But I... I wouldn't care if fucking Cheeseburger from ROH teamed with Austin Theory and beat the shit out of these two. Do you think that was intentional or you think that was an accident? Mentioning Dean Ambrose? Oh, that was yeah. intentional. Oh, it was. That was intentional. Yeah. 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 All right. So while we're on this, we might as well just transition over to AEW, John. Um, <laughs> thank God I missed the first match. Just getting home from work, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm running a little bit late, uh, this, that, and the other. And it was the Bucks against Hybrid 2. And I turned it on to see MJF ending his promo, so I missed those two things. So I'll let you guys run with it. And I know, I know just by the way Chad has his head up basking in the glory of Keith Lee that this match was nothing I wanted to watch. 
Go ahead, Chad, because I have some strong opinions about this. If you didn't know who these guys were, holy shit, athletic match. Anybody with, you know, electric going on in their brain and, you know, brain waves and shit like oh, that, okay. not on life support. Oh, okay. The Young Bucks, this, this plays into their ego of we can make anybody a star. No. This match was so fucking unbelievable to me. It was, I, not just because it was the Young Bucks, but I fucking, I, I walked out, I went and got something to eat. Don't know who won. Don't give a shit who won. I just know them fuckers are still walking the earth, and I'm hoping somebody breaks their legs. Okay. Um, okay. So, I have four things to say about this match. Young Bucks versus Hybrid 2. The first two kind of go together. So, number one, this was a typical tag team Bucks match with everybody in the ring at all times for extended periods of time. Total chaos. You didn't know who was legal. It was a mess. An absolute mess with guys no selling because after this devastating spot, they have to get up and get ready to do their next devastating spot. Absolute shit show. That's just the beginning. The second thing kind of goes along with this, and that is that you can't have it both ways. Here's what I mean by that. You can't have all four guys in the ring at once for minutes at a time with no rhyme or reason and then make me believe that one of the Bucks needs to make the hot tag to get his brother in there to save his life. You've come and gone as you've pleased. Why do you suddenly need to now make the hot tag? You can't have it both ways. You can't do every single spot in the world and then sell me on the fact that one of the Bucks has an injured leg and needs to get out of the ring. You can't suddenly decide you want to work a leg injury into this total chaotic shit show. Pick something. So those are the two things. Two more things. Number three, there were devastating moves throughout this match. Okay? The doomsday device, I've said this on this show, if you were Sting, Dusty, a call-off, rock and roll, midnight, didn't matter. Doomsday device, the goddamn stretcher was coming to get you. They did a doomsday device from the inside of the ring to the outside on the floor, guys. All right, to quote Bully Ray, you use one of the greatest tag team finishes as a mid-match spot? WTF? Seriously. What the fuck? Fuck, guys, where does it end? He's heated. And the demolition decapitator, okay? It put Rick Martell out for nearly a year, a year, against uh, Strike Force. Right. It, the rest of the show was Santana helping him on the stretcher, crying. They did a spot where one of the guys, one of Hybrid 2, jumped over the top rope. Imagine that. Now, to his credit, one of the Jackson brothers caught him. Caught him. He's not a big guy. Nevertheless, it took some strength to catch him in midair in a tombstone position. His brother comes bouncing off the ropes, flies off the ropes, drop kicks into a spike tombstone on the floor. 
guy's like, oh, man, my neck. All right, I'm fine. I'll get back in the ring. What in the world does it take to end these matches? Very, very quick story, and I swear I'll wrap this up. Mark, the machine gun my son had. You and Ethan came over. Ethan was playing. The thing was junk. It was $4 at the dollar store. Ethan broke it. He cried. You were mad at him like, guys, you're making too big of a deal out of this. It was $4. It was a Christmas present when he was four. He was eight at the time. He had it half his life. I literally walked to the store, found it again, bought him another one. It's downstairs. You made Ethan write him a letter and send him 20 bucks. I'm like, Mark, you're an idiot. You're making <laughs> So what does it have to do with this? Silk and I were playing last weekend, right? The pillows or chairs were smashing each other, boxes. When the girls are upstairs, we're fighting on the dining room table. I pick up that machine gun because we've done every move there is to do to each other, and I pretend to shoot them, and we laughed. My point is, where do you go from here? Short of these guys machine gunning each other to get a pin, where do you go? And the fourth thing I'll say is, other teams should be mad at these guys. Six, seven, The machine eight. gun was part of the devastating moves. Oh. <laughs> other teams that need to follow, we're going to see FTR versus the Varsity Blondes. You don't get mad when you have to follow Mr. Perfect because he was so damn good. Don't hate the game. Or hate the, not the play. Hate the player. Whatever. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Other teams should be mad, not because of how good the Young Bucks are, but because they leave nobody else any place to go. It goes back to what I said earlier. They want it all. There's no storytelling. We're going to do everything, but we're going to do the hot tag, but we're going to do the injury mid-match. What does any other team have left that follows this team to say, what story can we tell? You know what I'm saying? This was the worst goddamn tag team match I've ever seen. I'm so pissed off at this match. The only way, and I'm glad to see you finally are awake and on my bandwagon about the Young Bucks. Yeah, because you float shit. back and forth sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're a floater. you're okay. No, sometimes they're, they're okay yeah, to tone it down. This was balls-to-the-wall chaos. This, this, Sorry, is, this is them making themselves... The only way you get rid of this is only one of two things happen. Tony Khan fucking wises up and says, okay, no more of this shit. No more. There's a reason that the Young Bucks were mid-card to second match on the card in fucking Japan. There's a reason why the Briscoes refused to put them fuckers over in Ring of Honor. It's this fucking circus... Olay. Shit <laughs> that they do. This Barnum and Bailey fucking... Oh my god, these guys are so fucking horrible. Alright, we spent too much time bitching about them. <laughs> Somebody tell me what MJF said in his promo. And give me another drink. <laughs> You're supplying the alcohol, because now you've got us going. Honestly, the only MJF stuff I remember from this show was... And we'll get to late. that. I know. Yeah, you, yeah. No, I honestly don't remember I don't much remember, about I didn't promo even remember the, the promo. Okay. So the next thing... I, uh, I do want to give a shout out. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, give your shout-out to whomever. Uh, to, to JR. I know we say, like, he's kind of past his prime, but he did a nice job tonight. Um, or not tonight, on this particular night. Um, calling the matches, and 
I love the part where he, he says, and we'll probably get to this. He asks, he says, ask Cody who his favorite wrestler was growing up other than his daddy. And I'll probably tell you Sting. Those are just, they're nice moments that JR can create. He's a great storyteller. Well, that's Sorry, we're ahead. there. We're there at Cody and Sting right now. And I know Chad's, Chad loved this segment. He really did. I did too when Sting made Tony say, It's Sting! It's Sting! We rip on Tony, and we've ripped on Tony working with David Crockett and everything. I think Tony doesn't get enough love. Uh, we give him a lot of love. I think Tony is, you know, JR is it. I, I think Tony and JR are really good together. I would have liked to see JR in his prime and Tony in his prime. I think we'd not be talking about, like, Gorilla and Bobby or Gorilla and, you know, those guys. I love Tony Schiavone, and he's on my bucket list now to uh, have hanging on the wall with the picture with me. I agree. I love Tony. I really do. And he and JR are still, they're pretty darn good together. What, uh, Mark, jokingly, but at the same point seriously, that I loved about this, I've always been a Sting fan. That's why you're stinging the... And that's why I'm stinging the can crushers, you know. Shout out to Jack Pollock. Wherever the, don't know where he's at. Wherever the hell you're at, um, you know, if you're if you're in an institution or whatever, let us know. We'll bring you some beer or whatever. That's probably what he needs. Um, but you know, Sting coming out, uh, and then you know, looking at Tony and Tony looking at him, and Sting's like, "Get over here and give me a hug." This brings me back to the same thing of when they had the first AEW on and. Cody grabbed Tony, and you could see the emotion in him. This brought me back to what was pretty much going about to the end of the good era of wrestling. Um, And what I absolutely loved, and I'm a Cody fan too, I love what he does, he reminds me so much of his dad is that Sting is just like, okay, little guy, I've got other things I'm going to do. I'm going to be here for a while. I'll get to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you dirty fucker. I like it. I love That's it. That's exactly my reaction to that part. And, again, as AEW listens and gets ideas from us all the time, he pretty <laughs> much called out Darby. Without calling him out. He just pointed to the... Oh, it looks familiar. This looks familiar. Yeah. And he looks up. I love this. I love where it's going. I love it. I mean, I don't want to see Sting wrestle every night, every Wednesday, or on Dark, or anything. Beat the shit out of Darby, get a match on whatever their next cart, their big event is. Cool. Don't wrestle again for a while. Just do interruptions. I Maybe once... Maybe twice throughout the year, Sting is somebody that wrestles on Dynamite. I think he is the person that you save for your pay-per-views. But I think he also needs protected. So you have to have somebody that's going to work with him and watch his neck and his injuries. God damn it, Sting's old. Um, 61. Does he have it anymore? I don't know. He's been out since the Seth Rollins breaking his neck type of deal thing. I, we don't know. But... One more at least, and I'll be happy, and then maybe Sting can be the mouthpiece. I'm okay with all of this right now. He looks 41. He's in fantastic shape. Yeah. Uh, Next thing we're going to talk about, first off, yeah, FTR. We love FTR. 
I love this tag team of Griffin Pillman. Varsity Blondes, it's, uh, it, 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 there's this, the Varsity Club, the Hollywood Blondes, it's a mixture of that, somewhat, uh, I like these guys, and this was a good tag team match, uh, after following that shit show Circus Olay thing, um, yeah. Did, did anybody pick up on FTR and Tully's big surprise with Tully, but FTR, like, they just, they looked like they were biting their tongue when talking about the Young Bucks and the titles. They just look like, you know, you little fuckers, we just want to beat your ass. And they just, not. they're just chomping. I, I, that, that, the, I am looking forward more to the rematch of FTR and the Young Bucks than I was the initial one. Because I think FTR is going to be the dirtiest, dastardly, dastardly son of a bitches in this match. Nice. Honest to God, Chad, I picked up on the same thing you just mentioned, and I picked up on it in the match, too. FTR just had this, this sense about them, this air about them, like, you guys want to do that shit. We're going to take care of business right here. We are going to put on a tag team wrestling match. I, I get what you're saying, and I got the same feeling. Like, they felt the same way about the opening match as the three of us did. <laughs> it, it, it turned them off to the point where it was probably 60-40. It was probably 40% we're going to go about our business. 60% I, I can't believe I'm on the same card as these guys, and I have to follow these guys. Um, as for the match itself, it's a shame we're only going to spend 45 seconds on this match when we spent six or seven minutes. I spent six or seven minutes on the Young Bucks match. But the fact that there's not much to say tells you that it was a better match. It, it was a tag team match. It was a double team on Brian Pillman Jr. He gets to tag the Garrison. Double team moves. Um, a double team move wins the match. Good tag team wrestling. What did you guys think about Hangman drinking and uh, Silvers and Reynolds? He's going to not be joining my boys the Dark Order, but he's going to be in a match with them. Does Hangman go to the Dark Order? I hope not. I, I don't do think too. he needs it. Yeah, I don't think he needs it. I agree. You're trying to get in the Dark Order, and you don't even want to see him in there. I don't, because I think the Dark Order, I might see if I can get my, my uh, application back. Because... Where the hell has Brody Lee been? Yeah, all right, yes, he's been injured, but he could be speaking. Um, there's just things going on that I... The Dark Order's losing a little bit for me. They really are. And I was the one that was all lot. for them. Oh. Um, we do get 10 against Dustin Rhodes. Um, seven. Seven was brought up. You know he was seven at one point. That was... That was uh, awesome. I'm do you remember seven, them. John? I do. Them mentioning that, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cold. And you notice that they didn't z kind of zoom up close on Dustin's face because he hated that fucking gimmick. We heard and that. I mean, obviously, he knew what was somewhat going to be said in that. But it's just like, that is probably the one part of Dustin's career that he just wishes never fucking happened. He didn't answer my question at last year's WrestleCade about the blacktop bowling match, so I'm thinking he hopes that never happened as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
this match was just this match. It's just kind of forwarding a storyline between Dustin and the Dark Order. Nothing really great about it. Nothing really bad about it. Yeah, he hasn't missed a step. He can still go. He wins with the Bulldog, of all things. That move still works all these years later. Um, go ahead. The next segment. Uh, what a stiff shot to Shark Boy by Dustin, though. But yeah. I, I This is where I started missing stuff, and this is where I'll catch hell later on today. He caught well. him. He caught him yeah. with a good fucking right hand. And it, it looked like Shark Boy was a little bit... Uh, a little bit woozy from that. It, it seems like at this point on Wednesday nights, I have to get my review of family life. Uh, I find out about everything that's gone on in Ridgeway. Everything is found on at uh, my wife's workplace. Ethan has to show me his dance recital, his baseball videos, anything that has to be on TikTok or YouTube. Shit happens Wednesday in between 8 and 10. Um... And this is the spot that it actually culminated. So I don't know, and I'm sure I didn't really miss much about the Shaq and the Brandy and the, the mm -hmm. Tony thing at all. I don't know, but uh, I had my own circus during this promo in my house, and I, I was texting John, and I got royally pissed. I'm like, every fucking Wednesday, 8 to 10, that's the only time I want during the week to myself. No. At 8.30... Here we go! The dogs were wrestling, and Kelly just did it. I'm like, oh my god! So what happened? I I did see Brandy threw a drink on Shaq. I what the hell was this about? Um, so Tony Schiavone introduced her as I, I hate to say it, I don't remember her title. Um, at AE, Chief, uh, yeah, at AE, the at brand AEW. officer, brand Chief okay. Brand Officer. There you go. Yeah. Okay, and then he went on about. 13-time All-Star, however many NBA championships, Papa John's, pizza delivery guy, on and on. And she's like, oh, I see you butter his toast, but that's fine. You don't butter mine. So I guess Tony Schiavone is buttering toast but forgot hers. Wow. Which, Damn. I don't know, that's not right. If you're going to butter people's toast, butter everybody's toast. But anyway. Do you like anything else on your toast besides butter? Like jelly or... Jelly, yeah. Grape jelly, strawberry jelly. Peanut one. butter. I've peanut tried, butter yeah. I've really? actually made a peanut butter sandwich with toast. You On one side you put... Yeah. The butter has to be on toast. Anybody that warms up bread to make it crusty, it's not toast until the butter goes on it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Then you put the peanut butter on one side and then you put... You know, butter and jelly on the other side. You have a toast, peanut butter, and jelly sandwich instead of fucking crusty. I don't understand why people don't put butter on bread that's warmed up. That's ridiculous. All right, I'm sorry. So that tells you about this segment. Um, <laughs> she can do a good interview. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell Shaquille O'Neal was saying. Uh, he threw some sort of insult at her and she threw her drink in his face and called him a giant asshole or something, or an overgrown asshole. And that kind of was that. Well, she, he really didn't insult her. He just said that he kind of, I'm sorry, I forget the lady's name that supposedly, Jay. Jay, that hurt uh, Brandy. And he's like, he's kind of looking forward to seeing her and what she can do and, He's looking for, and, and he kind of low tone. He's like, I want to see you and her go at it. I want to see if you can 
back up your words. And he was cool about it, but at the same token, it was kind of like fucking poking the bear a little bit. And Brandy being Brandy, having to, you know, upstage everybody except her husband. Um, she did what, you know, she did what she did. What I find hilarious is, is Shaq fucking absolutely blew this shit off. His mention weeks ago, nothing about it. And they caught so much shit about it that they now bring him in and have him as an interview. Right. And all I could think this whole interview was my fucking rookie card of Shaq that I have. Man, that fucker's worth a lot of money. That's all I got out of this interview. <laughs> Jericho and the Inner Circle come out, and they're going to air their issues. Um, what did you guys think of this segment? I'll start real quick. I think it was a little long. It was a little hokey. And nothing really... Well, you're going to get Sammy and MJF, and you're still going to get Wardlow and Hager. And Inner Circle's breaking up. That's it. These guys, um, they maybe get a little too much airtime. You almost get the sense that one of them, maybe Jericho's pulling some strings and has given himself just a, a little too much airtime. This stuff's funny, but if it's not going to lead to anything, then I, we, it's going to lead to the things you said, Mark, those two feuds. But beyond that, week in, week it, out, it's old. It, it is. It is. And it is entertaining, like the part with the big guys arguing over who's staring at whom and stop looking at me. No, you stop looking at me. Like, we get it. The two big guys are acting like babies. That's funny. You told us the joke. But beyond that, eh. The big guys, the whole stink eye fucking thing or whatever they had going on. I kind of laughed at that. Uh, I would have rather seen watch this thing over and over for about 10 hours versus that first match in the card. We're beating that first match to death. Um, this was funny. This uh, this is doing nothing more than setting up. Jer or not Jericho. MJF is going to fuck up something. Sammy's going to smack him. Jericho's going to reprimand Sammy. Sammy's going to attack Jericho. Jericho's going to be out for a little bit. MJF is going to say he's the fucking leader. Shit's going to happen. Butcher going to hit the fan. Butcher say. Blade Netty against the Lucha Brothers and Archer. Um, eh, I don't know. You, you you loved this, didn't you? Well, in Bunny. Well, Bunny was out there. Yeah. Um, I I'll actually say this. The rest of the AEW show. I'm not fast forwarding for you guys. You guys can all get your things in. The rest was just. Eh. Like, like, there was nothing for me to grab on after that. Like, nothing. You have Kenny and Don again. You have that women's match. And then you have MJF against Orange Cassidy, which we'll touch on. But there was nothing. I didn't bite into anything after this. Uh, I texted you, Mark, and we'll get to it. I got excited over Abaddon or whatever the hell her name is. We'll talk about her. Other than that, I'll agree with you. I don't know that I understand where Lance Archer fits into this. We're yeah, seeing... I didn't piss at both of us, by the way, right now. No, no, not at all. No, oh. I, no I liked the match. I did like the match. Um, I thought there was some good action, some good violence that made me believe in this feud. There was a table spot. It was fairly predictable I, for me. I thought Eddie Butcher and Blade would win. Um, and I get the, the spat with the Lucha Brothers and what we saw there. 
and I I see how Lance Archer was thrown into this story, but I don't get where he fits in. I mean, he's still managed by like evil incarnate Jake the Snake Roberts. This was sort of a, a mix of because I would imagine the Lucha Bros with their falling out with Eddie Kingston are now the baby faces. I just don't get where Lance Archer fits into this story. Yeah, I didn't. What I my first thought is, what the fuck is he doing out there? And then I'm like, you know, John said it perfectly. You know, the uh, fallout uh, with the Lucha Brothers and uh, Eddie Kingston. I'm kind of the opposite way because Kingston is so fucking popular right now. And now one of the, which of the Lucha Brothers was the one that was injured? Right. And he's out for an extended period of time now. They're tying it into the table. But he actually had a leg injury, yeah. knee injury, something. Um, I was just, yeah, the biggest thing, I was like, the fuck is Lance, Ar- Lance Archer doing out there? Okay, without Jake, I could, you know, give a shits one way or another. But and dude they just, should fucking be destroying people, and he's fucking... And they just brought Pac back. But now Pac went back home for the holidays. So, Pac will return after the holidays again. Um, why not wait to bring Pac back? Because what did he really do in the, the two weeks he was there? Yeah. Come out, point fingers, dance around in one match, and, oh, we can forget about him again for a month because he went home for the holidays. He probably like... won't be able to get back in the United States because the fucking country's getting shut down again. All right, none of that, though. Um, John, let's talk about Abaddon against Tesha uh, Tesha Price? Is that T- Tisha Price or whatever? Tisha, maybe yeah. Tisha, I think. She yeah. got her ass kicked, nonetheless. I love this. I loved it. And credit to Tisha Price because before the match started, she did like a little a little sigh, shrug of the shoulder, like, okay, I'm going to fight. And it was over. The, the <laughs> shrug was the best thing she did in this match. But you know what? It told a story. It told a story of an underdog um, who's going to go out there and do her best, and it wasn't nearly enough. Abaddon looks like something out of The Walking Dead. Guys, she genuinely scares me. She really does. And when Hikurushita came out, and what, she hit her with a stick or something? Kendo stick. And then, like, Kendo stick and saved Price. I knew it. I saw it coming. I'm like, she's going to sit up. And she sat up. And, yeah, it was kind of Undertaker-like, but again, it was, for me, it was more what The Undertaker represented in those early days, which was like Night of the Living Dead. Obviously, Walking Dead wasn't around back then, but sort of Night of the Living Dead type thing, where you think the monster's dead and it sits back up again. I love it. Wrestling is the perfect place for a character like that. Everything John said about this match, I absolutely agree with. And uh, y'all can laugh about this. I I joke about other females in WWE and that Sheeta is honestly gorgeous. Oh my god! Just seeing her and some of some of her actions and her interviews interviews and that and close ups. Finally, she is absolutely gorgeous. I didn't expect it to go that way. Uh, we had the same Kenny and Don promo. We don't have to touch on that. Twinkle Toes McFinger fucking Homer Simpson. I was hoping when it was coming. Uh, then we have the diamond ring match of MJF and Orange Cassidy. MJF wins his second, 
So he's got a dynasty going, um, but the different people help him. Miro and uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope. I This has gone off the wall of who's helping who anymore. So, Chad, what do you think? Nothing. I didn't know what the fuck was going <laughs> I didn't on either. in this match. I was just like, what? okay, A, what the fuck does Ring Ming mean? Does, does MJF Ooh. now have two title shots coming? Did, they never said what it was for the first time. It's like, okay, great. So you have a class ring from fucking, you know, Saved by the Bell. Rockway Area High School, 1940 fucking 8. Wow. What? <laughs> Why Brockway? I don't know. I, whatever. John, um, that's our thoughts on that. Okay, yeah, you guys touched on the, the lack of significance, I guess. The match itself was fun. MJF worked on the hand to try to take away Orange Cassidy's Superman punches. This was old school in that you got a lot of interference from different guys. Sammy Guevara took some cheap shots. There was a point where Cassidy had a pin, um, and Wardlow put MJF's foot on the ropes um, to break the pin, and then you get interference from Miro, which was not what I expected. Um, the only thing I'll say is it's a devastating clothesline to end the match. And I would believe a clothesline ends the match. And here we come full circle after everything we saw in the opening match. God, you want me to believe now a clothesline is enough to a clothesline is enough to put somebody out. But when I've seen a doomsday device on the floor and a Spike tombstone from the whatever top rope to the floor, but now clothesline finishes this guy. That's what I'm saying, guys. That opening match damaged. It didn't ruin it. It damaged the rest of the show. It damaged the believability of the rest of the show. I agree. Hey, it's good to see Miro uh, keeping fun. with his keeping with his dress code of <laughs> what the fuck. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. This match was... It was fun. It this, was a fun this, match. This wasn't... Uh, what bugs me about Orange Cassidy and his fucking... What do they call it? The Pockets. the dew drop or whatever his fucking oh. punch is or whatever. Oh, okay. This this is not Ronnie Garvin in the 86 Crockett Cup with a broken fucking hand jacking road warriors. This is fucking Orange Cassidy. What the fuck? A punch from him? His fucking punches look better than fucking Roman Reigns. They actually did. That's not saying a lot, but... Okay, anyway. NXT, let's buzz through this, because holy hell. Um, Finn Balor meets some of his future uh, challengers. I I'm pulling this off of... I'm going to take the highlights... I watched it, but I'm going to take the highlights off of Bleacher Report, so I'm going to give them a shout-out so we kind of migrate through this a little bit faster, okay? The, because it the, wasn't huge. Yeah, and the big thing is is we see Scarlet return at the end of this promo. So the guy's just jibber-jabbering until Scarlet returns, and, and Priest says, if your man wants to fight, why don't you send him out here? But it's it was... I marked out when I saw she was back because it meant carrying cross couldn't be far behind. Right. And I'm excited about that. Do they hold do they hold Finn out? Do you know <clears throat> so many questions? I don't think. On in my heart of hearts I don't think, but I think Cross gets right back into the title hunt. 
I think it's Damien Priest and him that go after it at one point. Down road crosses right back into the title. I think it's going to end up being a three-way between Kyle O'Reilly, Cross, and Finn Balor. I I don't want that because I want Kyle to have his own great feud first. I really do. I love Kyle that much. I, I don't want the Charlotte Flair getting thrown into the Becky and Ronda Rousey thing because she was just there. Oh, speaking of uh, breast reduction flair, do you see her, the rumors on her, how do we go? But, but you you mentioned her, so it's your fault. So they're bringing her back and her storyline is going to be with her and her Fiance Andrade to push him. They're gonna push somebody over Charlotte Flair. What? I'm just saying. All right. Next up was uh, John's Bur- Bird or Boy uh, Swerve Scott against Jake Atlas. Uh two guys I don't care about in NXT. This was an all right match. Uh, you know, maybe a. Three and a half, four beers out of six for me. You know, just grading the match, but I just can't sink my teeth into either one of these guys. I hate Swerve Scott, and Atlas I can deal with. I love Swerve Scott, and I will tell you why. Um, to kind of paraphrase Jim Cornette when he talked about the Bret Hart Stone Cold matches, he said they were messy and imperfect, and it reminded him of like Mid South Jim Crockett. Fights. I'm not going to say this match reminded me of like a Crockett or, or a Watts card, but Isaiah Swerve Scott works in such a way that things purposely look a little messy or imperfect. And in that regard, it's believable. Like there was a spot where he went to roll up Jake Atlas and Atlas held the rope. And Swerve Scott's supposed to roll backwards and get ready for something else. He didn't just roll backwards because he was supposed to. He genuinely tried to pull him down by his waist when Atlas then had continued to hold on to the ropes, he thought, okay, he's not coming down, I'll go to something else. There was a spot in the corner where Swerve Scott came running in, and I think, like, Atlas put his feet up, didn't kick him, but put his feet up and, like, pushed him away, then went for an offensive move. Swerve Scott stumbled a little bit to give Atlas the time to do what he needs to do. Otherwise, Scott's just standing there waiting for a move, and it looks stupid. Isaiah Swerve Scott does all the little detail things to make his matches believable. That's why I'm a big fan of his. He lost. I can't believe he lost. I know. Okay. I it, but <laughs> he's a good worker. He he pays attention to the details, which is why I'm a big fan of his. You can do the huge moves right. You can do the promos right. Everything like that. But if you miss the finer details of a match, whether you're a tag team, a singles guy... Or a manager, you fuck up one of your, you know, whether it's cornet with a fucking tennis racket or a trip, it doesn't look right. But when you get that shit right, like John says he does, it wow. makes it look so much better. And I can't believe I'm agreeing so much this week with John. I know. You two are fucking best friends this week. Yep. We're reaching across the aisle, meeting in the middle. I agreed with him about the Young Bucks. He agreed with me about Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is unbelievable. Peace and harmony. And I'm 
pissed at both of you. The Grizzled Young Veterans against Imperium and Ever Rise. This is a decent tag, triple threat tag team match. Um, I like that they're giving the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, a little bit of a push here. I do like them. I, I like the return, and I like what they did in the UK. I went back and watched a little bit since their return. I got nothing else. You kind of hit it on. Yeah. I'll agree with everything you just said. Good breakups during the course of the match. Uh, good double team moves. Grizzled Young Vets win with the, was it the ticket to Mayhem? Yeah. How much are those? Where do you find tickets? Nine ninety nine. They're nine. Oh, that's not bad. No, yeah, nine ninety nine. I don't tax. know where you can find them. I just know the price of them. Okay, but if StubHub gets a hold of them, they probably jack them up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking... If you buy them from them, you'll get a discount code probably too. Or Ticketmaster. Uh, okay. Or Ticket. Yeah, Ticketmaster. Ticket yeah, makes oh. sense. Well, I've had so yeah. many issues with Ticketmaster. Uh, they show a War Games recap. Um, yeah. Uh, you also get the Io Shirai and Tony, you know, interview. Um, Io and Tony are going to be the ones going at it, huh? Yeah, and that was a great fight between them. And then Tony Storm takes off, and I love that Ember Moon comes out. Wait, you love her. Ember Moon? I do like this. I like her, I guess her tenacity. I use that word a lot. Um, she comes out. She's shown that she's not going to take any shit from anybody. She slams Tony Storm into the steps, throws her back in, because Io Shirai was going for, like, the moonsault, and Tony Storm took off. Then Ember Moon came out, threw her back in, and she got her moonsault. So it's fun to watch the good guys beat up the bad guys and get a little revenge once in a while. And none of that, that. That was a pretty good well, summary. Well said. Uh, Tomasa against Cameron Grimes. John, you start this because they're both your boys. I'm starting? Okay. Um... Quickly. I like Cameron Grimes, and I, I know I mentioned this earlier. Why is this guy a wrestler if he's afraid of everybody? Right? I mean, he just runs away from everybody. I, I would like to see a little bit more of the dastardly tactics, like back off but cheap shot, back off but poke the eyes. He just spent the match running away from Champa. The big story again, though, is what happens after the match. Timothy that comes out face-to-face with uh, Champa. Um, and then Cameron Grimes, uh, who's been scared shitless of everybody, suddenly grows a pair and confronts Thatcher and gets a single leg takedown for his troubles and I think hurts his knee or hurts his ankle or something. Hurt his fucking pride, buddy. Yeah, he took that shit. His pride. Uh, that's it. Um, that's one thing it. I'll say about this is there are lots of tweeners now going on. You remember that term from the 90s, tweeners? They, were, they weren't good guys, they weren't bad guys. It was the Attitude Era. We're seeing that here in NXT because when they brought Champa back, he was a vicious bastard. Um, and that's not really – it's still the case, but he's not the villain he was. Cameron Grimes is clearly a heel, but Timothy Thatcher just took him out. So you're seeing a lot of villains versus villains, and there's a touch of attitude error in, in NXT in that regard. What did you think of the video of uh, Zia Lee and Boa and the, the, the teacher and what the hell is going on with them again? And what the Christ? Two things. Deeply disturbing. All that blood. It went on longer than it should have, but in a good way. It it, it disturbed me. It made me feel sick. You don't remember it, do you? You have a kind of like per- perplexed face. Yeah, I'm, I miss this. Yeah, go back and it, watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, Bo and Zia Lee are, are in training, and they're just getting 
beat up with kendo sticks yeah, or whatever else. Yeah. The guys like hit her harder, hit her harder. There's blood pouring down their backs, and he's going through it right now. Damn. She's punching. What is she punching over and over again till her knuckles bleed? And he's like, punch harder, punch harder. So number one, it was deeply disturbing. Number two was a gutsy promo because now we're expecting big things. We are expecting them to go over as soon as they get back, which means if they go over, somebody else doesn't go over. Right. So I am expecting wins for both of them when they come back. Uh, and then the Garganos have their celebration. <laughs> that trophy was overnighted from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> figured you pull. I figured you would bring that up. I Do you think? Do you think he just ordered it straight out, or do you think he no, talked they, to some of his relatives? They sent it to him. Italy, his relatives probably yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Italy yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the USPS should, you know, take some uh, pointers from fucking the Garganos. Garganos, as far as getting shit delivered. No kidding. I'm still waiting stuff from from June. Uh, Pete Dunne against Killian Dane. Anything? Well. We just saw that's where Cross came out. We don't want to skip over that. Right? That's where Cross came out and jumped. Uh, right, Damian Priest. Yeah. Ah, honest to God, I um, Pete Dunn's match. I was pulling calzones out of the oven to feed the family. I was going to say the end was the best part. Yeah. 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 That's it. I, I didn't see much of this. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a Killian Dane fan. No. You're a Drake Maverick fan. Right, exactly. Oh, well, it got to be under yeah, like fucking that. four foot eight to, for John to be a fan of theirs. <laughs> Raquel against Ember to end the show, and I told you guys I love my Raquel. I really do. She gets the pinfall win over Ember Moon. My favorite match of the night. Um, does she remind you of anybody, Raquel Gonzalez? Does she look like anybody? It, it occurred to me right away, and again, I asked Mrs. Professor, does she remind you of anybody? And she said the name right away. Really? The hair up. Square up. Yep. Sonya Deville. Doesn't she look like Sonya, a taller, bigger Sonya Deville, but she reminds me a lot of Sonya Deville. If anybody has TikTok, you guys have to get TikTok, because uh, Sonya Deville has been on TikTok recently. Whew. Whew. Yeah. I've always... I've always found her, and I, you know, I'm the one who steps back, but I've always found her to be a great-looking woman. Man, yeah, she's, she's gorgeous. And uh, I hope she gets her, um, her shit together in his back soon. Or leaves WWE and goes someplace that's going to use her yeah. right. I would like to see her... Terrific match. Go ahead, Chad, I'm sorry. Uh, I'd like to see Sonya back. I agree with you guys. Um, would like to see her back. I'm glad that she's come out and spoke out about the incidents that she's gone through and everything like that and basically said, you motherfuckers keep this shit up. They're taking you down. There's, yeah. And I'm, I, I, I still scratch my bald head thinking about what the fuck was that guy thinking breaking into her house. Right, it's like okay, you're not breaking into Alexa Blisses or Mickey James or no, no Mickey James. All really, fucking Nick Aldis. You went here, I'm thinking, John, so this is your fault. What is uh, uh, the the first AEW 
women's champion. Nyla? Oh, Riho. Riho! Jesus. You're not breaking into her house. You're breaking into somebody's house that legitimately, for entertainment, will beat your fucking ass. All right. Uh, Back on track. uh, Really? Back on track? Take care of this. Let's get to SmackDown. Very quickly, Raquel Gonzalez wrestles the kind of match that I really enjoy. The big powerhouse wrestler. There wasn't much Ember Moon could do. She went for the Lunar Eclipse and Raquel Corner in midair. Great story after this match, too, is we see Tony Storm come out, but then we see Rhea Ripley come out, and she's face-to-face with Tony Storm. And I love Raquel Gonzalez just putting her hand on Storm's shoulder, moving her out of the way so that now she's face-to-face with Rhea Ripley. That is... The big wrestler match I have been looking forward to. I want to see pump handle power bombs. I want to see side suplexes. I want to see them just do power moves on each other for a good 10 to 12 minutes. Moving ahead to SmackDown. Getting to Friday so we can get to the third segment. Sasha Banks starts SmackDown. Holy Christ. Thank God I didn't watch it with my wife because drool was just Ugh. running down my face. I don't was know. It, Unbelievable. I, I missed SmackDown, to be honest. Was it better than the, the white outfit she yeah. wore that one? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you need to find it. My God. Um, she has a contract signing with Carmella. Um, Carmella's already had it signed. They actually have a, ta- uh, a match at the end of the show. Um other than that, you have the Roman and Jay uh, beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. The weekly Brady Bunch fucking show. Chad Notice in training, which it wasn't as good as Sergeant Slaughter and Greg Gagne or anything like that. That was stupid. Um, the Sasha Mello match win, um, wins the night. Uh, Sasha just snaps and beats the shit out of Carmella. Uh, disqualified, but Carmella actually lays out Sasha at the end of the show, setting up for their TLC match. I was wondering why they were going to have a, a title match prior to their TLC match, but uh, they did it right. It's what? interesting. I, now, I didn't see it, but after the repackaging and the push for Carmella, I'm surprised she took such a beatdown, as, as you describe it. She took a beatdown until then she got on top and then laid out Sasha. So, setting up for their match next week, which we'll have our predictions and everything on as well. But, um, SmackDown wasn't, yeah, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, we said this week, prior to starting recording, wrestling just continued some storylines and just pushed it along today, this week. Nothing great, nothing horrible, but, yeah. Anything on SmackDown, Chad? The only thing I got out of this is that I placed an order with uh, AJ's belts for Daniel Bryan's um, you did not wooden do title. One. Did you the really? Wooden, yes. How much is that? Do you want to tell? Do you want me to? No. Just just over a uh, little over three hundred because I put it in with a forty percent off uh, discount card discount and only had to put twenty five dollars on. Don't ask me why I'm so particular about my titles, but that's all I got out of SmackDown was I won Daniel Bryan's hemp title. I want I need to get in that Layla program for two titles. I really need two titles soon. Um, definitely the uh, 
the globe, the NWA globe, and then I need my goddamn TV title. All right, we've been long. John, you have any? You didn't? You said you didn't watch SmackDown. Um, do you have anything else to throw in that you've seen at it. least on just online or anything? His person, you know. Fuck them while we have them, or... Well, that's, well, it, yeah. that's it the next thing. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry you're saying, do you have anything else? You, one, two, three, four, six. Oh, okay. Six in front of you, Chad. That's why. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. Chad will try to bring us back, and then uh, we'll have Lovable We Got Him, and then... Do you have any news there, Drunky? We'll see. We'll be back. I don't think so. This is the Sky Prince, Anthony Young, and you're listening to the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, all you pukes out in Can Crusher land. This it's is why nobody likes you. I don't care. I'm agreeing with John, so I'm good this week. And you're pissed off at both of us, so we're even better. Glorious Guru, the the Mark, and the Professor. Um, hey, John, have, have you not been being served your... Uh, traditional lunches and stuff today? Yeah. Your wife was, you know, like a four-course dinner last year, last week, last year, last week. What What the hell today? Are you uh, starving? Are you okay? No, we're, well, we're, if we're breaking kayfabe here, we're recording at a different time, so. That well, mean you brought that up. I didn't say anything. That I doesn't just mean said you she... don't eat. Usually you have Fifi the waitress but bringing not... you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you both. John, it's a good, uh, it's a good, good Rick Flair run. Was that her name on the Flair for the Gold? Fifi. Fifi. Fifi, yeah. Fifi the maid. Yeah, that's actually his wife, right? Well, not anymore. They're think, still right? together. No? No. Did you. This was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. There was an article about why she was fired, and Eric, Eric Bischoff on, was it 83 weeks, commented why she was fired? That she would not go into any kind of storyline, specifically sexual, with fucking Vince Russo. And that's why she was fired from... Well, I don't know anybody other than, I don't know, maybe Jock Sampson that would go into something like that with Vince Russo. But anyway, fuck you, Jock. Oh, fuck you, Pat Lapino. Um... Let's say uh, love them while we got them, or do your thing. Yeah, love them while we have them. So, you really hate got show, him. You really hate got him, don't you? Yeah, it's not proper. We uh, we talked about how we lost Zeus, and, and really, it has been a rough year uh, for the wrestlers we've lost. So, we are going to love someone while we still have them. And this week's subject is the one and only Hosero Vaziti. Sheikh Arahani, the Iron Sheik. Who wants to start? Wow. Wow, the Iron Sheik? Holy hell, you pulled that one out of your ass. Why, normally, the, the last, what, we've had five now, right? It's whatever. Um, Do you know how to fucking count? I don't. Each of us has gone one time. He's gone twice. This twice. is his second time. No, you missed yeah. the show when you were fucking hunting or bowling. Oh, Whatever. <laughs> Fucker. So, so that's five. Okay. I am right. My bad. So the Iron Sheik. Um, we have had people that it's been rough to talk about. Um, I think the Iron Sheik w- was the, the class act, you know, person you hated because, you know, being from Iran, Iraq, he would spit on us. Um, 
Maybe you humble, you American fucker. This one's kind of <laughs> easy. He was just, he was the baddest person out there that you could hate. He told every story. Um, I don't care about the Iron Sheik on Twitter right now that fucks jabronis and everything like that. Oh my god, that is inner pure entertainment. I know, but... It's better than watching that fucking first match on AEW, I'll tell you that. Wow, as we wrap around again. <laughs> uh, how much can you say about him? Um... Yeah, he's a legend. He he's great. His matches were awesome. He passed the torch. Uh, I, Iron Sheik is yeah, love him while we got him. This is an easy one. I we could all just go on. And I just wanted to give you guys something to say. I love the Iron Sheik. The other ones were hard to say something nice about. What yeah, a I, fucking I, softball. Yeah, I tried this week to make it a little easier. Chad, you got go ahead, you? John. No, or do I got I got to go. Uh. I follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter. I don't know if the dude gets drunk or high or both or whatever. Some of the most entertaining shit. Um, he he was a cool dude before it was cool for a, a, a foreigner to be that way. You could you didn't appreciate him. You know, I I, I remember him. Uh, beating Bob Backlund for the title. And it was like, what in the flying fuck is going on here? And then, you know, that's when Hulk Hogan beat him for the title less than a month later. And then you hear the stories about how, uh, big surprise here, Bill Watts and the Crockett's offered the Sheik 50 grand to break Hogan's fucking leg in that match. And go rogue. Um, you can't say enough good about the Sheik. And, you know, the final thing, I think the funniest thing was, is back in his limited WCW days, is when he had a contract signed for a hundred, two hundred grand, whatever it was, wrestled two matches. He was so bad because he was old at the time, he was bloated um, and everything, and they just. You know, go ahead and go home, Sheik, whatever. And they forgot when his fucking contract expired <laughs> to fucking cut it off, and it automatically renewed. And he never made an appearance and made $100,000. For hanging out at home. The hat is off to you, sir, for fucking sitting home, calling them jabronis, and fucking earning a hundred grand. That is so WCW. It really is. Um, the Vern Gagne thing was a hundred grand, Chad. Uh, to hear Sheik tell the story, he was offered a hundred grand to break Hogan's right. leg and take the belt to to AWA. And on that note, what a class act! Not to say like Hogan has said, "What am I going to do? I'm just going to stand there and take it and let him break my leg." Um, whether Hulk had a choice in the matter, whether she could take him is, is irrelevant. The fact that Sheik was like, no. And he actually went to Vince and Vince both and said, this is what I was offered. And I, I turned it down. Um, that's, that's a class act. Um, I actually, I've told this story on here before. I got his autograph when I was about seven years old. A uh, guy who worked security at Madison Square Garden probably shouldn't have done this, but he went into the back and got a bunch of autographs for me and my brother's. And one of them was the Iron Sheik, which confused me because I just knew him as like this vile villain. And I couldn't imagine why he would sign an autograph for, for these three knuckleheads. But he did. Um, 
he, uh, when he got married, Mean Gene Oakland was his best man. And he, guys, there are days if Gene I have nothing mean. else to do, Gene Mean, <laughs> just type in Iron Sheik promo into YouTube. Enjoy. It's so much fun to watch Gene Mean trying to keep it together and not laugh during their promos. Um, all the things you guys said. And it, it seems like he's actually – he's had his troubles with, with alcohol and with drugs and, and uh, painkillers. He worked a hard schedule, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I'm glad he's still here. So here's to the Iron wait, Sheik. Wait, 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 wait. Hold Rock, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, have, we have one more. Uh, the Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan uh, is what did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what, I was, we were still young. We didn't know a lot yeah. back then. Uh, reading in papers and all over the news that they got busted together for two Where years. was it? I don't remember where it was. Oh, come on. I don't. Just doing drugs. Harrisburg. They were busted driving, and there was so... Did Steve Mahoney have that? Outside of the the car weaving and everything like that, the cop actually put in the report that when they rolled down the window, the fucking smoke... Cheech and Chong (laughs) would have made Cheech and Chong... (laughs) Proud. Um, that's what broke it for me. That really, I mean, that's one that of the things. And that got both of them yeah. fired from WWF at the time. For a period. Yeah, and for it, a period. Just 30 like, days. Yeah, thir- I think Duggan was 60. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, well. The Sheik is a trip. Uh, you, you can't say enough good about the guy. Um that's just all there is. All there is. His book is funny. His the Twitter feed is is funny as hell. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. He you know he talks about the wrestlers that have passed away and uh, Harley Race. You know, even up into uh, Shad Gaspar and Kamala, everything like yeah. that. He's he's just so fucking funny and. God, I wish I could remember what the wrestler was. It was one of the main mainstream ones. I think it might have been AJ Styles. Says about the Sheik that he is a walking, talking gimmick of what he was. But he's such an honest man. Real athlete. True. A, a Olympic gold medalist before Kurt Angle. Quick question. Kurt Angle in his prime, Sheik in his prime. Sheik. Boy, I'm holy taking Sheik cow. in a legitimate, Our legitimate no, legitimate oh. re, legitimate wrestling match. Knowing that they both were gold medal champions, Sheik would have been, I think, for two years if it wouldn't have been when Iran boycotted the Olympics. I'm taking Sheik. I, I love me some Kurt Angle. He's, he's a clarion boy, and you know, a Pittsburgh boy and all that. I'm taking Sheik. I think he's just got he's got that that country strength. You know what I'm saying? You know, Angle yeah. Angle was, you know, in the gym and this and that and lifting weights and nothing against that guys. I understand that. I don't think Sheik had all of that growing up and everything. He just had that I can lift the fucking cow and move it thirty feet. 
The clubs. Yeah, the clubs. Have you guys ever tried something even similar? I can do, do that shit that he I did do, with Bob Backlund. I can do Q-tips like that. That's about it for me. I don't water even, bottles. Water bottles. Oh, you're yeah. strong. Well, water that's, bottles. That's because yeah. you do uh, Tai Chi or whatever the fuck you're doing. Right. I, I would say Kurt Angle. As much as I love the Iron Sheik and we're praising him, uh, I would say Kurt Angle. Because you, USA. 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 Right, because I'm a homer. Yeah. Out, outside, uh, I would think it would be... I think it would be chic because I think he would have the killer instinct, the survival from where he was coming from, the country, the pressure, everything like that. I think that would be the country strong. The difference. Nothing against Kurt Angle. Just one other quick thing. While we thought he was a villain, um, he would speak in Farsi or, or Arabic. Um, Fans that were watching, fans from the Middle East, Muslim fans, actually saw him as a babyface. He was actually putting on babyface promos um, in his native languages, but then heel promos uh, in English. So, in any case. And he sang uh, great. That's a good uh, one, John. And he sang great, too. Right. Yeah, that's a good one, John. Definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we're, we're raising it up here. Yeah, yeah to, to, to John... And, and oh, not this one. Not well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to him. This was a good one. This isn't a Stephanie Vince Triple H. I can't wait till in two weeks when I have mine. I already have mine. You're not taking. See, it. this is being a fucking contest, and that's <laughs> this is what I love. It's like okay, okay, you know, it, it's real easy to pick somebody that everybody loves and has good opinion of, and then there's the Young Bucks and Vince Russo. We're not talking about them. All right, do you have anything? You have something about ROH that's happening this Friday night. Yeah, ROH pay-per-view happening uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, card is a subject few of the undercard matches are subject to be changed due to the uh, coronavirus, uh, EC3, Bandito, the notable ones. They're not making any announcements as far as a card. So that I don't know. There's going to be a surprise. And I'm going to say this, uh, and I'll leave this out there. The next big thing, fuck you, Brock Lesnar. The next big thing with the wrestling, with the signing, Davy Boy Smith Jr. does not have a contract. Lingering. Hey, so we're going to have, uh, it would be great if John could come up, but we can have some beers, wings, and uh, watch that here Friday night. Yep, we got to watch our uh, our drunken level because we're supposed to make like 200 pounds of fucking deer sausage and stuff. With so we'll John, keep... if you like that, would like to have some of that, we will get some to you. So we'll just keep the whole drunken from Friday night I'm thinking that's Saturday. probably what's going to end up fucking happening. Oh, good. So maybe my wife can uh, strip me down again. Nonetheless. Oh, Jesus. Chad's got nothing else. John, do you have anything you want to bring to the table about your wrestling figures this week? No, I'm waiting for the holiday break. I have a couple of days off. Um, uh, the wheels are spinning. I'm already, I've got a date in mind. Uh, maybe July, August, 1987. Do a, an LJN card. I'm thinking Jake Roberts versus King Kong Bundy. Um, 
that'll probably be the main event. It's not going to be like I did a 1987 Super Show last time with everybody, because. Uh, but this is going to be like a smaller card, maybe like a B show. That's the main event: Jake Roberts and King Kong Bundy. But uh, that'll be like in a couple of weeks during during Christmas. Do you have one custom out there that you would like that you don't have? And I'm not saying I'm buying it for you. I'm just saying I just right. want to know if there's a custom that you would Yeah, like. we've agreed a lot this week, John, but you're out in the fucking wind on that one. <laughs> I am looking at the uh, at my Funk Brother customs right now. They are just awesome. Um, I would have liked... It's hard because like I would love uh, Wild Samoan customs, but they made them in the classics. So I have them in the classics. I would love, and it's hard to do because he was just so plain Jane, I would love a Mike Rotundo custom. There's always the IRS figure. I have the IRS figure in the Hasbro. I have it in the classic. I'd love a Mike Rotundo custom figure. Okay. All right. You got one more thing. Brothers of the Belt, John, on Facebook. Join that, uh, I don't know if you're active on Facebook or have come back. Brothers of the Belt. There's a lot of guys... Uh, selling 80s, 90s uh, figures. And it's funny, you just said about Rotundo because there was a WCW um, Varsity Club pack. Say it right. Varsity Club. Varsity Club. Well, I'm not saying it in Kevin Sullivan's, you know, Mark Lewin, Purple Haze, Satan Worshipper shit. But there was a Varsity Club four-pack this past week. Steve Williams, Mike Rotundo, Rick Steiner, and Sullivan. Four-pack went on sale this week, uh, or earlier this week. Anyway, all right. Wow. Nonetheless, I uh, we're going to wrap this up. I purchased NHL 21 last night, and I got drafted by the Los Angeles Kings, and I want to play. So I'm kicking you guys out. Well, John's already out. You still have a little more beer, so I need to help you drink that. Yep. Then I'm kicking you out. Uh, guys, a great show. Uh, let's do a recap next week because there's no pay-per-view this week. Uh, so let's do a recap, and I already have it in the hopper. because We'll do our predictions for TLC, what will be. So let's do Great American Bash 2004 from June 27th. It's got uh, this one, John, so you can see it. Chad and I have already talked okay. about it. He was at the event, so... And I'm actually on film <laughs> with proof on the WWE Network. My nephew, right? Nate, unlike, and I. Unlike me. You're, yeah. I, I've seen you on Wrestle, WrestleMania 1. I don't know why these guys are dicking you over. Just These not, guys... I've never dicked him over. Busted on him. I've never did. Just remember, both of you. Just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. (laughs) 